How should we do family discipleship? That's the question we're discussing today on The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero's Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Aaron Armstrong, brand manager of The Gospel Project, and with me as always is Brian Dembozik, our managing editor. So Brian, as uh, as we discuss this, this topic and as we record this episode, um, the coronavirus pandemic is uh, continuing to impact the world, and um, all of us have been advised to follow tighter and tighter restrictions on on gatherings and so at the time that we're recording this um we have been recommended that uh we limit gatherings to 10 people meaning that that realistically churches aren't able to meet um and so this of course has impacted um all churches um and the whole church really so not just our 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 worship gatherings but the ministries of our churches from um small groups and uh student ministry and kids ministries as well and so um one step that we're actually starting to see churches take is that they are um looking for ways to provide Bible study curriculum uh, resources to families in the home and again for all ages and some and small groups are meeting via online gatherings um, using technology that's out there um, and so today what we want to do is we wanted to provide some tips and encouragements for for families um, and 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 I think a lot of this will be applicable to to really any age group as well um, uh, that um, in this situation where where it's become more necessary and more prominent than ever before. Yeah, and you know, I, I, we're going to probably focus more on on helping families uh, in the home take on more of, of that responsibility of teaching our kids, which is a good thing. I mean, it's it's what we should be doing anyway. I think, you know, when we think about coronavirus impacting adult small groups, for example, and even even student small groups, I think it's a little bit more straightforward. It's just a matter of finding a platform to gather. So, you know, I can see a an adult Bible study group gathering over Zoom where everybody just logs in. The group leader, facilitator still does what he or she does, and the participants are all there to speak in. So it's just kind of doing it remotely. When it comes to, to parents and families on the home, it's taking resources that are crafted for teachers in a classroom setting and adapting them. So that's I think we're going to spend a little bit more time on there. But as you said, I, I think some of what we're going to talk about will will carry over. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a key reason, and you, you said it yourself, a key reason that we're we're focusing heavily on families and and parents and caregivers um, investing in family discipleship with their with their kids is because there's a degree to which um, it comes w- with um, you know certainly with adult groups, um, it's it's still pretty straightforward. Um, what we need to do, and and thank and I'm really thankful that Lifeway is um, actually producing some some resources that will be available very very soon. If not as you're recording this, or as we're listening to this, rather, um, that will hopefully uh, be a, a blessing and a benefit to the church as um, we we seek to continue yeah. to grow together 
and um, continue the mission of making disciples. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah. to be clear, this uh, coronavirus is not good. It's just, I mean, it, it sounds yeah. silly for me to say that, but I need to say that before what I'm about to say next. Um, so coronavirus, there's nothing good about it. However, I see good coming out of this. Uh, it is, again, what, what this is doing is it's forcing a lot of churches to pivot more toward equipping families, something that we've wanted to do, something we've known we need to do. But this time of urgency has just moved that to the top of the list. That's a good win going to coming out of this. Um, for us, as you just mentioned, Aaron, at Lifeway and, and the Gospel Project, it is forcing us to do something similar. We are needing to move quickly and innovate to meet the needs of the church in this time. So it's a challenge. It's also kind of exciting, though, to see us come alongside the church in partnership and do what we can to position the church well. So again, coronavirus is not good, but I see good coming out of this that I think will last beyond however this shut down, however long it, it lasts. And I mean, certainly one of those uh, one of those things that that is a good that can come from out of uh, come out of this, really is um, you know is is this idea of strengthening family discipleship as a whole. I mean, families are being given more time together. Um, of course, there are pros and cons to that too. <laughs> yes, there <laughs> because, are because you know I mean it's easy for it's easy for people to get on each other's nerves and things like this and so we have to we have to be intentional about showing grace to one another there um, families um, are being encouraged um, more than ever arguably and perhaps resourced more than ever um, as well um, and, but it but most importantly it's a room it should be a reminder to us that um, as that if we are parents or caregivers that this is our primary ministry I mean this is uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 right yep. is it's the role of the role of parents to be the primary disciple maker in the lives of their children not um, uh, not someone from the outside serving um, from the church as as important as they are, yep. and and I say that as one of those people yep. who does do that on a week on a regular basis. It's a both and, not an either or. Yes, it's it's teamwork. Yep. Well, and that's why you yep. know, Aaron, I wanted to to uh, record an episode with you for a slightly different audience in mind. You know, as as we know, usually we're talking mostly to pastors and ministry leaders. Although I'm sure we have parents that that listen in, but this one, I think our audience is expanded to really include those those parents directly, those families directly, grandparents, whatever context family discipleship is occurring. And again, speak some give some general tips, but also drill down and talk a little bit more specifically about the gospel project resource that we're trying to help parents mm -hmm. and families use in the home. So hopefully give some tips to that a little bit different audience than normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really a different purpose for this conversation too. I mean, you know, typically what we're doing is we're talking, we're, we're talking through a passage of scripture or one of the big truths of the Christian faith. And, um, and we're doing that as, as something that can benefit anybody. Um, but this is, um, this is a little bit more practical in terms of uh, like immediately practical, I should yeah. say, <laughs> um, I hope. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes so far. We're not doing well on that side, but well, let's, uh, let's, let's jump in and try to do that. Yeah. Then. yeah absolutely so i mean i mean if we're thinking about um you know 
really ways to to set ourselves up for for this so we know that the primary that the primary uh, discipleship ministry toward kids happens in the home um but one of the things that uh you know and that can feel really intimidating to to parents especially Mm -hmm. those who um either um haven't experienced that themselves or who feel ill-equipped to do so and so one of the first encouragements that we would have um and you know and take this for what it is 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 really to be realistic in your expectations um and so uh that plays out in a couple of ways um one you're not going to um uh, I mean, unless unless the Lord chooses otherwise, uh, to uh, I think it's fairly safe to say that you're not going to be leading a mass revival um, <laughs> in your living room um, with your with your your children this Sunday, <laughs> um, and uh, and that's okay. Um, inst- and you're not gonna see, you know, you're you're not necessarily gonna see your kids asking really deep questions about about the passage instead what you might actually see is something that happens a little bit more in 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 our home which is um you know depending on the ages of your kids you're going to have different um different responses our oldest she will um like she sits and she's ready and she's good to go um our middle one is kind of the same and our youngest he um you know he comes into bible time and he's got and he's got a uh he's got a toy with him and he's ready to rock and roll um and wants to show you the toy instead of actually listening (laughs) sometimes so um so that's one of those things um you you also need to be realistic in terms of the length of time that you are um that you're you're allocating for this so again don't be shooting for like an hour or 75 minutes or, or whatever the length of time that they would typically spend um, in their Sunday worship gathering, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in that kids ministry at your church, instead, um, think like, what can you do in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, exactly. 25 minutes, that kind of thing. Um, you know, again, depending on the age of your kids, if you've got a two year old, you know what? 30 seconds to two minutes is probably all you're going to get um, because um, you know, squirrels. But um, if you've got a, if you've got a 13 year old um, you know, you can probably, you can probably have a really solid, solid, like 25, 30 minute discussion. Um, if you are, if you are as engaged as, um, as you're hoping that they will be. So, um, so that's one thing that, uh, that I would say there. Yeah. And I would, uh, I'd affirm that I think that's one of the biggest hurdles and obstacles of, of parents and families doing discipleship in the home is they set a bar too high. They set unrealistic expectations and think they're replicating what they experience on a church campus in the home. Mm-hmm. And so, Hey, I've got to do this for 60 minutes. I've got to have a, a 40 minute sermon sermonette thing. And, and that's not the case. Um, when we're talking about family discipleship, we're talking about quality and quality can happen in, in 10 minutes. Uh, now, again, if, if some people listening to this may be saying, saying, no, we're already doing some semblance of, of family ministry and it goes longer than that, then great. We're not saying keep it to that, but especially for those who are starting or maybe you've done ministry sporadically, um, and this is creating this opportunity need to do it more consistently. Just be realistic in how long you do it and how, how many days of the week you do it as well. Um, in addition, I'd say once you think about the time itself, be realistic in what you do. Uh, 
I, I kind of think in terms of four big ideas that you can consider, and I don't even necessarily think you have to do all four. I think a couple of them you need to do, but the four are, are this, and it'll make more sense. Read, which is read the scriptures. I, I think you need to do that. Get into God's word, of course. Read a passage. Um, watch a Bible story video while you have your Bibles open. The Bible needs to be open, though. So read the scriptures. Yeah. Discuss. This is where you talk about it. And it can be something as simple as, hey, what do we see here? What do we observe? It can be some questions that you have that are given to you either through the resource or that you have as you read it. Um, and, and and ask those questions. Have that time of discussion. Sing. This is one, honestly, my family doesn't do. We, we just are not wired this way. But I think it's a good thing to do. Uh, sing sing him sing songs of the faith uh and then pray i think that's another one that we need to do is, is praying of course and again that praying can simply be thanking god for what you just learned uh it can be praying for one another praying for the situation going on in the world right now you know it just it doesn't have to be a long elaborate formal prayer prayer is simply talking to god so it can be a prayer that's short and simple. When we do it in our home, we, we often let the kids pray, and it can be just a couple of sentences, and we're fine with that if it's sincere. When it's done a little bit more flippantly, we call that out, but a sincere two or three sentence prayer, we're good with as, as parents. So read, discuss, sing, pray. Those are four big ideas to at least start and, and frame a, a, a time of family discipleship. You know what? I got to say, our initial question when when we led this off, how should we do family discipleship? It's kind of flawed. I, I think we need to say that up front as well, that there's no one size fits all approach to family discipleship. So the, the idea of how should assumes there's a right way to do it. I think instead we need to think what works best for our context in our home. And what you do, Aaron, probably looks different from what I do. And that's okay. And what people listening right now, it may look different and that's okay. The, the, the goal here is to find what works in your context. It may be sitting in, in the living room after dinner. It may be at the dinner table. That's where we do ours. It may be in somebody's bedroom at night as you're getting ready for bed. It may be in the car. Who knows what? Uh, but the context really drives what works best for you and your family, your home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, I just want to I just want to echo that. Definitely a one size approach, a one size fits all approach doesn't exist for for you and your family. Um yeah. On top of that, I think that uh, one thing that we also need to do is we we need to remember that we're not called to be experts. So um, each of us, as parents, as our um, we're all we're all disciples who are really just helping um, you know another another individual, hopefully another disciple, grow in the gospel. Um, and so in in that instance, um, with your children, if they are believers in uh, if they're following Jesus already that um, in this instance it just happens to be that this other disciple that you are helping to grow is is a child or a grandchild um, a niece or nephew on and on and on it goes and so 
So that's something to remember too. It also is helpful to remember too that if um, not to assume that your kids are saved yeah. um, as well. And so take those opportunities to um, actually remind them of the gospel every single time. I mean, this is a huge thing that is a part of the gospel project itself is um, is we want kids who especially, and I mean, this is especially important. It's important in every home, but it's a, it actually is especially important in um, homes with believing parents is that kids aren't given, aren't just, we don't just assume that our kids know what the gospel is. Um, we need to point them to it too, because um, there's always a risk of basically them being, um, for lack of a better term, for being inoculated to it by getting just enough of it that they they build up um, almost an immunity to it <laughs> um, and so a hardness of heart toward it. Um, and instead, we want to remind them again and again and again, this is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus died. Yeah. This is why Jesus rose again. This is why Jesus lived perfectly. Um, and it's all, and it was all to glorify God and to, and to save us from our sin so that we could be in relationship with him forever. Um, so that's something that's super important on top of that. Um, what I was going to say too, is, is that, um, you know, because we're not experts, we also need to be really okay with, and um, actually, we need to be really good with saying "I don't know" to our yeah. kids. Um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, it's actually really good for us to to say that, and it's good for them to hear that too, because our kids don't need a person who knows everything. They need just need someone who's seeking to love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to model that for them, um, to yeah. do um, as as Paul said, to follow, uh, encouraging them to follow us as we are following Christ. Yeah, we, you know, as as adults, we don't have all of the the details, the nuances of the gospel figured out. I, again, we have the core of it, the the basics of it, of course. But man, there's a lot of theology. There are a lot of, of deeper truths in scripture that, that make us scratch our heads. And you know, anybody who listens to this this regularly understands this as we talk about the doctrines, especially. Uh, you know, quite often we're talking about the 99 essential doctrines. We will talk about one and say, hey, there, there's a tension here. We don't get this. Uh, and so our kids do not need to see us come across as experts and get the thinking that we have it all figured out. They don't. Therefore, there's something wrong with them. They need to see, no, that's not what that's not what discipleship is. Discipleship is growing and growing requires that we have something to grow into, that we're still developing, yeah. we're still learning. So when a child sees a parent or a guardian, a grandparent, whatever the case may be, who's discipling them, who is learning and 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 easily and quickly, unashamedly admits, I don't know this, that's beautiful. That's important. So uh, I think, again, as, as we think about family discipleship, do not think of a posture of an expert teaching a novice. It's one disciple coming along somebody else, growing together. That, I hope, takes a lot of tension and pressure off of, of parents, grandparents, uh, guardians, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, let me move on. I, I think another big idea here is that 
what we're talking about mostly in this episode is structured discipleship and and it matters it's important mm-hmm. we have to have structured times but i think the sweet spot of family discipleship is actually the spontaneous opportunities to point our kids to the gospel again we need to build in structured times uh i, I this time especially with what's going on with coronavirus with with all of us being you know holed up in our homes the, the nice thing about this is it is giving us this gift of time that usually we let slip through our fingers. And so for us not to use this uh, as a great opportunity to build in rhythms now that will endure would be foolish. Mm-hmm. So we've got to recognize that, build that time. But if we think that's successful family discipleship simply by doing our night or two a week or whatever the case may be, as important as that is, we're missing it. What our kids need to see is that the gospel matters for us every day, that it informs everything about how we live life. It's not sequestered to times when we sit down and have, quote unquote, official discipleship. Um, think about yeah. what our kids are do- going through right now. They're worrying about what's going on. Uh, if, if, you know, they know they're not in school, they know that there's this virus going around and people are getting sick and some are dying. Uh some older ones, especially like my oldest son, he's aware that that this could impact the economy. What does this mean, you know, for economics going down the road or, you know, a recession and so forth? Uh, some people are losing jobs. So there's worrying. Mm-hmm. We need to come alongside our kids with the gospel response to their worry. We need to point them to the beauty of Christ, a sovereign God and so forth, not undermine their worry, their concern, uh, but to give them this this idea this concept that hey god is sovereign that's a good thing uh kids are bored we can approach that either from a a parental posture of getting on them and say we'll find something to do um look at all these toys you have look at all these games and so forth or we can go to the gospel with that and say let's talk about let's think about this let's think about how god has wired us what what are you after right now what are are you after something to try to find satisfaction and is that a good thing or a bad mm-hmm. thing? Um, you know, is it okay to miss my friends? Yes, it's okay. But my daughter, for example, she is starting to fall into too much of a missing them, of a need of them, a reliance on them, which is not helpful. And again, so I can either approach that from a um, a, a normal kind of, well, you know, reach out to them on, on social media and so forth. Or I can approach that with the gospel and help point her to what's really satisfying her heart. So again, it's all these, uh, normal day in and day out way of life discipleship. That is the sweet spot that we're after. So structure matters, but don't miss the spontaneous too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, and one of the things that we've actually uh, created recently is, that's something that that might be able to help with that is a uh, a re- little resource called uh, the Art of Spiritual Conversations with Kids, and so um, that you can find at gospelproject.com/slash/spiritual-conversations. Um, so you can get a copy of that, and um, and it should provide some good guidance for you there, as well as as for how to make the most of those opportunities if you're not feeling confident in 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 how to do that yourself um now brian what are some tips um that we would have about using the gospel project specifically in family discipleship yeah so there are usually a number of resources that are part of this this curriculum this resource that we hope families Mm -hmm. are already using but now in this time where we see churches kind of pivot some 
and provide more of the resources to families in the home to use, I think this is a good time just to kind of take a, a step back and look at the bigger idea and talk about some of these different resources in the Gospel Project for families and kind of give them context. So the first one is this. I, I think one of the most important things I can say to a parent, a grandparent, a guardian listening right now who is looking at some Gospel Project material saying, what do I do with this? How do I use this to disciple my kids? The biggest thing I can say is this. Keep the Christ connection central in your thinking. This is what everything drives to. The Gospel Project is designed to show kids, students, and adults that all the Bible is one story pointing to Jesus. And anytime we open up God's word, we we need to and want to get to Jesus. That Christ connection is designed to help that, that, that effort. So I'm looking at the content. The first thing I'm doing is I'm reading the scripture and then I'm looking at the Christ connection, which in our Bible story is the very end of it. And I'm understanding that. I'm seeing that. I'm okay, does this make sense? Do I understand it? And yeah. if the answer is yes, which we hope so, that's what you want your kids to understand as well. So that's that's the goal. That's that's the end zone of your of your time in discipleship in that occasion. So have that Christ connection before you. And then, again, think about the the starting point. Um, If you have all these resources, and again, we're trying to help churches share these resources in the home. So you may have an activity page in front of you that you may ignore from most most of the time when your kids bring it home from church on Sunday or whatever. You may glance at it and put it aside. No, look at that activity page. Use that activity page if you can. Print it out. Um, It has an activity for kids to do that are tactile. Uh, There are different learning styles and and preferences. This gives the kids a chance to have a pen or a pencil in their hand and and do something tactile to help learning. A lot of it's just fun anyway. So have that activity page first. Watch the Bible story video together. Uh, Again, have your Bible open. Read along as the Bible story is playing. Um, then maybe go back to the activity page and you have family discussion questions on there. Just walk through those, talk about them. Um, and then if, if you if you have the questions for kids video that has been shared with you, that's another good thing. You can press play on that and it sets up on a tee a question to discuss at the very end of it. So it's a natural time for, all right, what do we think? Uh, and then you can, you know, if, if that's a sufficient time, wrap it up in a in a time of prayer. Uh, and that's a great basic starting point for de- family discipleship using these resources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so in addition to, in addition to that, I mean, that's a great framework. Um, and in addition to the resources that uh, churches are going to be sharing with families, there, there are some other resources that we have available too, right? Yeah, I think one a great one is the Lifeway Kids app. And again, hopefully mm-hmm. a lot of families listening to this are familiar with it. Uh, but if you go into whatever uh, store of your preference, uh, iTunes or, or Google, um, and you just look for the Lifeway Kids app, that is the, mm-hmm. the reader. It is free to download, so you, you, you download that. Within that, then, you have Gospel Project items that you can download. Now, there are two opportunities yeah. here. There's the free, what's called the light version. That is mostly just helping uh, kids learn the key passages. So it's completely free. Uh, you can download that, no cost, of course, and then help the kids in that way. The, the family version, though, 
that does cost 99 cents for qu- a quarter, so 13 sessions, 13 weeks of content. At 99 cents yeah. for everything but an iPad is $2.99. Um, yep. You can download that. The Bible story videos are in there as well. Um, the music to listen to is there, the key passage song, um, for example, and also a number of games. So it's a really good way uh, for your kids to continue learning on their own, uh, especially with those those memory verses, those key passages. So we have that available, yeah. but also there are a number of resources from our partners at, at B&H Kids, uh, the One Big Story yeah. resources. Um, Aaron, I know you have written a couple epic and epic devotions. Uh, yep, we've got those. We've got um, the It's All About Jesus uh, Bible Storybook that came out a few years back um, that our teammate Alyssa Jones wrote. Yeah, so as well. a number of resources that will not align one-to-one. So it's not like you can look at the Bible session content that you were given from your church and you open up those resources and you can find support for that directly. It's more of just in general, a broader um, context. So if your family discipleship time is more robust and you say, I want to do some more, then there are a number of resources. So I, I hope that we're going to try to get a, uh, a blog post together uh, with some of these this mm-hmm. information and links to that. Or you can just find whatever you're looking for by going to lifeway.com and just search one big story. And I think most of them should pull up that way. All right, Brian, I think uh, I think that's a good place for us to, to wrap this up. I mean, we've done kind of a giant brain dump um, yeah. <laughs> here, um, but hopefully it's been helpful. Hopefully it's been encouraging. Um, you know, if you are in this situation, if you if where you are um, trying to figure out, OK, how do I do family discipleship? Um, I really hope that this has been helpful and I do hope that the resources that we have available to you um, will be a blessing to you and your family and when you are able to rejoin your congregation as a whole um, I hope that they are a blessing for your whole church as well so on that note um, thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast if you enjoyed it please do leave a sincere five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to the show and for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel please visit gospelproject.com. Oh,